That theme music can only mean it's another episode of the Finnish Football Show. Um, but this is something a little bit different, a kind of in-between episode. At the end of uh, Finnish Football Show number three, I got everybody to stay behind afterwards and said I had an idea for how we maybe could get a little bit more content out of the Finnish Football Show. And I threw it open to all the, the other people listening that taking part to Mark and to Rich and a few of the other guys on the on the message board on that episode and said, look, you guys are writing things. How about we use that and turn it into audio content and put it out as additional podcast episodes? And with a little bit of cajoling, I got a couple of recorded uh, blog posts uh, read by the people who wrote them. So to Henry Hakamaki and to Keke Mulari. Uh, they both wrote articles and then they uh, agreed to go ahead and, and read them out for me. So that's what we've got this week. As it happens, both of them were on a similar subject of fan culture in Finland and both kind of uh, centred around uh, a recent incident here in Finnish football, um, which Henry will first talk about. So I'll hand over to Henry now. Hi there, I'm Henry Huckamacki, and today I will be reading for you a piece that I wrote for EscapeTheSuomi.com titled Behind Closed Doors, A Liga Cup Story. Is there anything more strange in the world of sports than a game where fans are prohibited from attending? Something just seems wrong when a game is being played and no fans are there. There is an eerie silence only broken by the occasional strain of effort, command by one player to another, or instruction from the manager. Regardless of the stakes of the match, the importance is seemingly much less when there aren't ravenous fans cheering, screaming, and singing in unison, trying to will their team to victory with their support. Imagine El Clasico, Barcelona and Real Madrid, playing with no noise. Imagine turning on the TV and hearing silence as the likes of Messi and Ronaldo play their hearts out. If those stakes aren't high enough, imagine they're playing in the Champions League final, the grandest stage for clubs. In your head, you know the importance, but without the mobs of screaming fans, the atmosphere is that of a small club preseason exhibition game. The reason I decided to write this piece is because of the League Cup fixture between FC Lahti and HeFCO. Lahti was victorious 1-0, but at the expense of the seeming importance of the fixture and the enjoyment of fans. In case you haven't heard, FC Lahti made the decision to play the fixture behind closed doors. According to sources at Lahti, the decision was made because HFCO fans are regarded as higher risk due to their exuberant behavior at games in previous seasons. Lahti determined that it was not economically feasible to hire enough security personnel to ensure safety for their fans at this particular home fixture. While the game was televised, fans were not allowed to attend the game, meaning empty stands and an atmosphere that makes attending games so meaningful was missing. Even watching on TV, listening to fans yelling and screaming makes the game that much more enjoyable, even though a TV minimizes much of the crowd's noise. A game played behind closed doors without the team being sanctioned to do so is absolutely bizarre. To me, this is something that I've never heard of, and I wanted to dig into the topic a bit more. I've watched games played behind closed doors before, so I knew they were not totally unheard of. Clubs or national teams facing sanctions by either their football league or federation often play games behind closed doors, and it's not uncommon in some places where fans are punished for racism and violent displays at the match relatively frequently. 
Eastern European teams and African teams are often sanctioned to play behind closed doors, as is the occasional case in large South American derby matches. Some other examples of matches being played behind closed doors were a Hungary vs. Romania World Cup qualifier in 2013, Inter Milan's Champions League home group stage fixtures in 2005, and various Russian and Turkish league fixtures, where matches played behind closed doors are surprisingly common. The logic behind sanctioning a team to play a home game behind closed doors is threefold. It punishes the team by eliminating the main factor of the home field advantage, the crowd. It hurts the team financially as they take in no ticket revenue for the fixture. And it also removes the potential for crowd trouble, be it violence or racism. Playing matches behind closed doors voluntarily for the purpose of fan safety is logical and is the proper thing to do. Unless the safety of fans can be reasonably assured, fans should not be permitted to enter the grounds only to expose themselves to potential harm. Beyond the obvious quality of increasing fan safety, it also reduces the risk that the club or federation will be held liable for any injuries sustained by fans or damage to the grounds. Another justifiable reason for voluntarily blocking fans is if repeated conduct violations from fans have led to threats by the federation to punish the club with points penalties. Having the game behind closed doors due to extreme or violent opposing fans and or a terror threat makes sense, but there are also less obvious examples of why it would be justified to hold fixtures behind closed doors. In 2009, the Mexican Football League held a round of fixtures behind closed doors nationwide due to the H1N1 influenza pandemic that the country was gripped in at the time. In 2013, Rao FC of the Welsh Premier League nearly played their last home fixtures of the season behind closed doors, even though they were league leaders at the time. After five fan conduct violations, the Football Association of Wales threatened the team with a points penalty if further violations occurred. Ryle FC let supporters know that if there was any detrimental fan conduct, the rest of the season would be played behind closed doors. After this threat was issued, fans behaved more civilly and were allowed to attend the matches. The club would have been justified in closing doors to fans if those fans would have jeopardized the championship for the club. These are examples where it is clear that playing games behind closed doors is logical, though still detrimental to the football atmosphere. Back to Lati versus Hiafko. The justification of FC Lati for playing the fixture behind closed doors was that it was not economically feasible to have adequate security personnel to ensure fan safety. Yes, HFCO fans do have a reputation of being a bit over-enthusiastic, though never cases of extreme violence or other safety situations. They are very loud, with occasional flares being lit, and some general over-exuberance, but in reality, outside of the flares, they don't create a situation where fan safety is of concern. Fans are supposed to be loud, filled with enthusiasm and team spirit. To play a game behind closed doors because you're worried that a normal amount of security will not be able to handle some noisy HFCO fans is unbelievable. Typically, the home team encourages fans to be loud in the hopes that they'll have louder cheering for their team. However, when you have a situation like this, where fans are not allowed to even enter the grounds, what precedence is being set? It is a bit scary that a cup fixture can be played behind closed doors for a marginal reason, as finances. Only time will tell if more Finnish football fixtures will voluntarily be played behind closed doors in anticipation of loud opposing fans. I, for one, certainly hope not. No niin, I'm Kekki Mylleri. 
And thanks for tuning into this podcast that's brought to you in association with my friends at The Finnish Football Show. Now, those of you who follow Finnish football and uh, are regular listeners to the Finnish football show may have heard the news that in the recent Liga Cup game between FC Latte and Helsinki EFK, there was a noticeable lack of supporters. FC Latte had taken the decision to keep the gates of Latten Stadion closed because they didn't want to pay the security costs to keep EFK's Stadinkingit fan group under control. Now, I wrote a piece in the autumn for uh, Stand Fanzine on Finnish football culture and the various fan groups who are raising the profile of football in Finland. And with that in mind, I um, would like to read that article to you now. The new season is now well and truly upon us, but as a West Ham fan, the football never really stopped. We had to endure three rounds of Europa League qualification games against apparent part-timers, the last of which managed to knock us out of the competition. Despite these distractions, I did manage to squeeze in a little holiday, and if most of you listened to this, probably headed south for Mediterranean sunshine, I packed my bags and made my annual summer trip northwards to Finland to see family and friends. Now, as we all know, in Finland football is a summer sport. If you wanted to play in winter, you'd need more than an orange Adidas Tango due to the two metres of snow and minus 25 degree temperatures that cover the whole country. So each July, I check my fixtures before booking my flights and I generally manage to fit in a couple of games during my summer holidays. My local Finnish team is Yi Core of Uvascula. Located in central Finland and playing in the second tier, Yi Core are a well-supported club generally attracting up to 2,000 fans at home games and with a hardcore fan group known as Harjumpojat. Football culture has been steadily growing over the years and nowadays most Finnish clubs have an ultra-style fan group. FC Ilves Nielonpojat, Helsinki EFK's Stadinkingit and Inter Turku's Armada, also Senajoki's Kloppit are some of the most organised. These various supporter groups, as well as the national team's fans, SMU Corps, are all doing their bit to raise the profile of the beautiful game in a country where football comes a poor second to ice hockey in the battle for attention of kids and media outlets alike. This season has seen Finland's capital, Helsinki, with two teams in the top flight for the first time in a very long time. On 23rd of April 2015, Helsinki EF Corps took on Helsinki Jalkapalloklubi at the Sondra Stadium for the first time at the top level since 1972. 10,000 people packed into the stadium to see the game end in a 1-1 draw and both sets of supporters, most of which who were not even born for the previous derby, made the most of their day with TIFO displays and marches through the city singing at the top of their voices. This was something unprecedented in Finland and finally the media were taking notice, with newspaper column inches now being devoted to the incredible atmosphere as well as the result on the pitch. The return fixture was played on July 6th, another 1-1 draw, 
and again, fans from both clubs put on an impressive display, this time using pyrotechnics and filling the Sonora Stadium stands with smoke. Following this second derby, there was a reaction from the Finnish FA. They released a statement saying that each club would be fined up to €7,000 and threatened stadium closures, stating that games would be played behind closed doors should further incidents of fans using pyrotechnics occur. Now, let's get this into perspective. These pyro displays were impressive, but we're talking about a few smoke bombs and flares, and nothing like what's seen week in, week out in stadiums just across the Gulf of Finland in neighbouring Sweden. The Finnish FA's stance has been condemned by fans as draconian, and they've been accused of being old men in blazers who are out of touch. It's also been highlighted that fan groups across Finland are doing more to raise the profile of the game with their marches, TIFO and pyro displays than the SPL ever have, effectively doing the FA's job for them. Hoye calls Swedish goalkeeper Daniel Erland even waded into the debate with a tweet in support of the fans, saying, This is absolutely forbidden to say, but the flares in the football stadium are fabulous and can stir up the atmosphere. Orland spent seven years at AIK in Stockholm, so he is more than familiar with the use of smoke bombs and flares from his time at Rasunda Stadion. And he added that unlike at AIK's Friends Arena, the smoke released at Sonora dis- dispersed quickly with no delay to play. FC Ilves Neil and Poet are also doing their bit to bring colour and atmosphere to their Tamala Stadion home. They have not been discouraged by the FA stance and continue to display their distinctive yellow and green smoke wherever they go. Ilves have been subject to FA fines, but the club has not had to bear the financial burden themselves, with both ultras and players having chipped in to help pay the fines. FC Ilves CEO Tony Hevonkorpi, having been a player himself, knows the importance of supporter participation and the advantage that an intimidating atmosphere can give. With away attendances in Finland traditionally very small to non-existent, fan groups are now concentrating more effort in supporting their clubs away from home. Fan groups are busy organising buses for away trips up and down a country with notoriously expensive train travel. I attended Yu Kors recent home game versus FC Yaz, and a mere two away fans made the trip from Pori to Yavaskula's Haru Stadion to see their team steal a 2-1 win. Just a few days after that home defeat, I travelled with Harim Poyat to Helsinki suburbs to see Yi Kov record a momentous away win at Shefki Kuchi's high-flying Peko Kolme Visivanta. Around 40 of us made the four-hour bus journey and we ensured that we subjected the home fans to 90 minutes of constant singing and flag-waving. You may well chuckle at these attendance figures and feel that 40 away fans at a second-tier match is ripe for ridicule. But Finnish clubs are not only competing with ice hockey for supporters. Football is, in fact, the largest participant sport in Finland. But many Finns prefer the lure of the televised big-money English Premier League rather than heading out to support their local clubs. Indeed, over 20,000 people turned up to the Olympic Stadium to see Hoi Kaur play a recent friendly against Liverpool FC, almost all of them clad in red and belting out you'll never walk alone. I'm not sure many of them had travelled from Merseyside either, more likely from Espo or Rihimaki. The match was boycotted by hardcore Hoi Kaur fans as this hastily arranged friendly impacted on their scheduled away fixture versus EFK Mariaham on the island of Fasta Orland, many fans having already booked expensive ferry tickets. 
I, for one, certainly hope that despite the recent comments coming out of the dark towers of the Finnish FA and the attempted globalisation of the English Premier League, fans of Hoyefko and Hoyiko, as well as many other clubs across the whole of Finland, continue to embrace fan culture and continue to raise the profile of the game, attracting more fans to local clubs along the way. This can only serve to benefit the national team. Well, that's all from me. So all that remains to say is thank you for listening and I'll leave you with some music from Finnish ska band The Volkurians. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at Kekke and you can also follow the three main players from the Finnish football show. Mark is on at Explore Finland, Rich is on at Escape to Suomi and Mark is on at FC Suomi. You got more music than you normally would get on a regular Finnish football show. Um, I will add links in the show notes for this episode to all the different music that you've listened to, to the original blog posts and links to the people that you've heard, so that you can get in touch with them directly, probably via Twitter or something, something like that. I hope you enjoyed this different episode of the Finnish football show. We will be doing the live show again, probably in a couple of weeks from now. It's a kind of quiet time of the year so perhaps we'll we'll wait until we've got the Liga Cup all finished and then we've got something we can we can talk about and see if that gives us something some indications for the uh, for the forthcoming season so until episode four of the live show from the Finnish football show thanks again for listening and we'll see you again then bye-bye